We are continuing the Arucha Shurim and we are starting the next um, Chelek, which is the last Chelek of Aina and Mekach Toys that we've been doing, Chelek Hay. And um, this is actually, I think, going to be, we're going to finish, hopefully finish up this, this sugya tonight. And this, then we're going to take a break after Tisha B'Av. So it'll be another couple of weeks till we get to the next sugya, um, the exact week to be determined. Um, since everything falls out so interesting, you know, Elul's already the beginning of August. So, you know, normally I would say Elul, but I know I'm actually going to be away the first couple of days of Elul. So, you know, so we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out together when everybody's here. And what the next sugya is? That's the next shaila. There, like, yeah, we can see the videos from the. Uh, yeah, we can see the. Yeah, I can send them out. Yeah, yeah, 100. So they already started. This week is already the new month of of. They started the uh, summer sugya, which is um, stuck in meiser, stuck in meiser. And for Elul, it's uh, maintaining a kosher work environment with his yichud and interaction with the opposite gender. So neither of them are real chayshem um, mishpat type of halachas. So we'll see, um, you know, what we'll decide to do um, the next sugya. Okay, so let's just finish up what this sugya here, and we are going to actually start in the middle of this chelik from page ninety-two. Ninety-two. Now I know I'm skipping a bunch of pages here, and the one reason is because I do want to finish it up tonight. Um, and usually I, it takes uh, two nights to do a whole chalik. Um So the way we're going to do it is instead of seeing the, all the Gemaras and the tour inside, we're just going to go straight to the Shulchan Aruch. And as we'll see, it's, uh, it's, it's very self-explanatory here of um, what we're talking about. So on page 92 is Simon Reish Lamed Beis, Sif Chafalov, right at the top there. So Machala Yisroim Hanechal. This is... A sugya in um, a sugya in Mesechta Bava Basra in the beginning of the sixth parak, Tafsadi Beis. Let's say you sell somebody seeds that are edible. In other words, you could eat them or you could plant them. Right? Uzaran. No, he went and he purchased them and he went to plant them. And they. Uh, they were duds. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, they didn't grow. So he comes back to the meicher and he says, "Listen, you sold me these seeds and they don't work, right? Sounds like a big mum a mekachtois. He's not obligated because he says, "I thought I sold you to eat, right? I sold to eat. So uh, many people eat them. So I, therefore, you know, you didn't specify what you're buying them for. So I'm not chayiv to return them." Hmm. Even if it was flaxseed, which most people in those days or in that society bought them for planting, but there are some people who eat them, and nowadays flaxseed is a big thing. It's the same thing. Since people do eat it, so if he planted them and they didn't grow, it's not my problem. Now, Miu, in the Ramah says, Im loy nasan, adayin hamois. So, some say that if he hasn't yet paid, so he could say, um, the Lekeach could say, listen, I bought them for Zriya, and they didn't work. You want to be mighty money from me, so now you're the mighty Mechaver Lavaraya. Now, this is a very interesting halacha, and this is actually the source of one of the halachas that 
um, the case of the Pishtun, for example, Roiv b'nei Adam buy them for Zriya. Most people buy them for Zriya. And yet, if, if they didn't work, I could always say that I thought you're going to eat them. Right? I, what happened to Roiv? In Kala we go with the majority. But this is the source of Ein Halchim B'maman Achar the exclusion to that rule is monetary issues because we say So even though it's only a minority, but Lemaisa, you want to be mighty for me, you got to prove that I was incorrect. And therefore, if I have a right to say some people buy it for eating, you did not specify. So that's what I sold it to you. I didn't sell it to you for planting. I write people buy it for planting? Not my problem. You, have to, you, want, it, you want it to be for planting? You got to specify. I guess, yeah, I don't know how it works. <laughs> yeah, that's the, yeah. Like, yeah. Did, did the seller have, like... No, this, it doesn't seem he has any inkling himself. But what still, it's a mechachtai, it's a mechachtai. Lemaisa, it doesn't work. It's not his fault, but Lemaisa, he's holding faulty things. <laughs> right? It's not, it's not my fault either, right? Right. <laughs> Okay, now Vim Let's say he told him he's buying it to plant. So there, say, of course. So then, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. He can't tie anything. That also. Um, oh, I hear. I guess so. If he so if the meicher comes with that taina, so you're right. If there's any, but he might have to prove it that way because there he specifically told him what I'm doing it for, and he said I did it right. Right. Lechayre knows what he's doing, I would think. Uh-huh. But I hear, it's interesting time. Anything that has a specific usage, but also has a minority usage, the same halachas would apply. Now, next halacha. When you buy something from your friend, and you tell him, I'm buying this thing, and I'm transporting it to another place to sell it there. Now, once I get there, all of a sudden I say, hey, it has a mum, it's a mekech tais. So, Who is obligated in shipping it back? The Meicher sold something. The Lekeach told him that I am taking it to Medina Plinus. He gets there and it has a mum. He says, Mekach Tais. I want my money back. So the Meicher says, no problem. Bring me back the article and I'll give you back your money. So says the Shulchan Aruch, no. The seller cannot say, bring it back here and then I'll give you back your money. He has to return the money. And the seller's obligated to ship it back or to do whatever he wants with it. It's his. If he wants to sell it there, he can sell it there. It's his achrayas to get it back. Mm-hmm. And even if it gets lost or stolen once, I informed him. In other words, I already told him that it's a mekach tois. Then it's not my the it's not the buyer's obligation anymore. It's not his responsibility. It's in the rishus of the meicher. Gets stolen, it gets lost. Not my problem. Now we'll see. It sounds like before he tells him that he's backing out, that he has a responsibility of avad oinignav. Right? It's only if he informed him I'm backing out. So we'll see where does that responsibility come from. 
This is a Mekach Tais. So I haven't told him yet. Where's the responsibility that I have to watch it as a, basically like a Shemir Sacher? Shemir Sacher is obligating Geneva and Aveda, right? So where does that come from? So we'll see in a few minutes. Now, that is case number one. Let's say the seller knew that it had a mum. So in the first case, and there's no indication the seller knew it had a mum. But let's say the seller knew it had a mum. So then there's another obligation. What's the other obligation? The Lekeach says like this. Slow down. You have to get it back home. But you know it cost me to get it here? I had travel expenses. I told you I'm buying this thing from you. I'm taking it to Medina Plinus. And I'm going to sell it there. That cost me money. When I get there, I tell you, hey, there's a mum there. Mekach toys. Okay, you got to get it back if you want, home if you want it. What about all that cost that I had? I'm getting back my money for the article. What about shipping costs? I had expenses. So in the first case, we're sorry. That's a grama. It's not, it's not his problem. Maybe Medina Shamaya, maybe. Right? He didn't know it had a mum. Right? He didn't dafka damage you. The situation was that when you got there, you figured it out. So I'm sorry you had costs. Grama is an indirect damage. It's not my problem. Medina Shemayim, maybe. We've had that before. But in this case, the Meicher knew that it had a mum. So then, says the Shulchan Aruch, That is no longer Grama. That's called Garmi. Garmi we've had before, which is an indirect, direct damage. It's more direct. It's not you went and broke his stuff. But it's, so it's a little bit indirect, but it's not a grama, it's a garmi, it's bari hazeka, meaning it's for sure the damage is going to happen. Indirect damages may or may not happen. This is for sure going to happen. It has a mum, you know it's going to cost the guy money to get there. It's very possible and probable he's not going to want it when he sees the mum. That's garmi, and you have to pay those costs as well. But if he didn't know, that's grama. You're only obligated for the return to get it back home. You have to prove that he doesn't know. Yes, correct. Right. 100%. Now, next page. This This is all talking about where when I bought it, I said, I'm taking it to the next Medina. But what if I didn't tell him anything? I just buying it. And then I go on my own, take it to the next Medina. Then it's Bishus Lekeach. Because I didn't tell him that I'm taking it there. If I told him I'm taking it there, that's when I bought it. So then it's his problem to get it back home if there's a mom. If not, so the guy says, How am I supposed to know you're taking it somewhere? You took it somewhere? That's your problem. If there's a Mekach it's no problem. You give it back to me, ship it back to me, and I'll return the money. So there's a difference if you tell him or not. Now, let's see the next halacha. So this is what we sort of mentioned before. I buy something, there's a mum, I find a mum. And then it gets stolen or lost. It is in the Lekeach's Rishos until he returns it. Now this returning, the Sma points out here, if you look in the, on the top there, the third line, 
from the top of the page, the Sma, he says in the fourth word of the line, Achiyachzer Hamekach, Roitzaloimar, Achiyoidiyay Lahamoicher, Shechoyzer Bimekach, Viikhoy Lenafshay. It doesn't mean I physically return it, it means I retract. When the Shulchan Aruch says, Achiyachzer Hamekach Lamoicher, means to say, till I inform him that I no longer want this, it's a Mekach Tois. Till then, it's in my Achrayis. Once I tell him, and that's what we had before, on the page before, that if it got stolen or lost after you informed him, that's not your problem anymore. Um, okay. So, so that's the halacha over here. So this is, so this is a, a, a very interesting halacha, numerous halachas here, about whose achrayis is this thing that there's a mekach toyisan, Whose achrayis is it in? Whose achrayis is it to get it back? Whose achrayis is it um, while it's there? So as we're saying, it depends on the situation. If you informed him that you're taking it somewhere, and then you retract because it's a mekach toys, it's his job, the meicher's job, to get it back, to get it back home. He does not have to reimburse you for the cost you spent to get it there. Unless he knew it was a mum, then it's garmi, then he has to. If you did not tell him that you're taking it, the assumption is you're going to use it here, so then, if you want to retract, you have to, the lekeach has to cover the cost to get it back home. Now the second halacha is that I find the mum, and I'm ready to retract. I have not yet told him, so what's my obligation now? Who am I? What am I? Once I retract, it's b'shus ha before I find the mum, it's my rishus, I, I own it, right? Now I found the mum, plan on retracting, have not yet told him, says the Shulchan Aruch, I have a din like a shamer sacher. I'm chayef for gneva v'aveda. I'm chayef for gneva v'aveda. However, the Shulchan Aruch continues, but if it's an oinus type of thing, or something because of the mum, that's not my problem. Why? Because I'm chayef for gneva v'aveh. So the question is, how all these, how does this chiyav work? So there's some lambdas here. Let's, we're going to see a few uh, pieces in the nesivas. If you look, we're going to go a little out of order here. We're going to look at page, page 96. Page 96, like I said, on Monday I said cheer on the nesivas. On Tuesday we said cheer on the nesivas. So let's look at the nesivas. If you look at the bottom on page 96, there's a little, um, there's a little gray thing over there, um, right before Sif Yud. V'yoyser nira l'fiyani esdaiti, davi shoymer socher. Why is he a shoymer socher? Mitam, mitam, keivon da'achar shenizvad aloi hamom, v'nisrat aloi keach, afilu shaloi b'fonov, the Allah is like as follows. We know already, let's say I found out that it has a mum, but I say, you know what, it's worth it for me to keep. I'm not going to go back on the deal. So if it's worth it for me to keep and I decide to keep it, even if the moicher finds out that, the, that I found out that there's a mum or he finds out there's a mum, he can't retract. It's my decision to decide if I'm keeping it or not. At that point, when I decide, when I decide 
that I want to keep it. It's mine. If I have to be Mekadosh Isha with it, Mekudoshes. If I want to go buy Avodim and Karkois with it, no problem. If I want to go sell it and make profit of it, it's fully mine. So Baha'i Hana, with that Hana, that I have the option to choose to keep it in order to, if I need to, be Mekadosh Isha, make money, whatever it is, that decision, the Hana that I get, for that it's in my ballpark to decide, that makes me have a Shemr Sachar. In other words, what's a Shemr Sachar? Someone who's paid. I'm paid. So that means I receive something. I receive something, and in return, I'm of myself for more than a Shemr Chinam. A Shemr Chinam just can't be negligent. But the fact that I get paid, that's the whole halachas of Shemrim. The more Hana you get, the more you abrogate yourself. If you're a shoyal, you borrow something, kol shaloi, right? Because you get to use it, and you don't have to pay for it, so you obligate yourself even in oinsim, even things beyond your control. Why would I obligate something beyond my control? The teretz is, because there's a recipro- it's reciprocal, right? Where I get something, I give something. So to become a shayim I get something. What do I get? I get the hano that it's in my ballpark to choose if this mekach stays or not. Now, even if I decide that I plan on retracting, right, I have not told you yet. So we haven't retracted yet. Once I retract, the whole thing's over. It's not my rishos anymore. It's yours. Do what you want with it. But until then, until I tell you, I can always change my mind. Right? I can always change my mind if I want. It's Right now, it's in my decision if I want to keep it or not. That hana makes me a shaymer sacher on it, even if I've decided that I don't want it, shaymer sacher that I'm chayv and gnei That is a chiddush of the nesivas, v'chein nira ikr, he says. Geshmak a chiddush. Okay, now, um, now, along these lines, if you look on page 97, there's another nesivas there, sif yod aleph, Um, he says again, right? That was uh, what we saw on Sifchaf Beis. Nira says the Nesivas, Dim Huzal Let's say it got stolen, but by the time it got stolen, it had gone down in value. Nothing to do with me. The market dropped, right? So how much do I have to pay? I'm chayving gneva aveda, but how much do I have to pay? Do I have to pay what it was worth when I bought it, so to speak, which wasn't real a sale, but the original buying, or how much it was worth when it was stolen? I only have to pay what it was worth when it was stolen. Why am I obligated to pay? I'm not obligated to pay because I purchased it. I'm obligated to pay because I'm a shamer zacher. Like I just said right before, I and Shom. The halach of a shomer is he pays the value of when the damage happened. So that is another halacha that is negaya over here. That if it does get stolen or lost, I only have to pay the value bishas ma'isa because I'm like a shomer zacher. Okay. Now let's see a third Chiddush from the Nesivas. Turn back to page 95. The Nesivas is 
bothered by the following question. And this we're going to see is going to be a machlaikas. The Nasivas is bothered by the following question. The halacha is if I do not tell him that I plan on taking it to a different place. I buy it, stam, I don't tell him. And I take it to a different place. And I find the mum. And I retract. The halacha is that I have to get it back to him. Until I get it back to him, I don't get my money back. It's only if I told him that I'm taking it is his problem. But if I didn't tell him, it's my Why? What is the difference? Why the Misa, at the end of the day, I have a right to take it wherever I want, right? Why do I have to tell him? What is my obligation to get it back? Now again, once we see that this is not just a simple thing here, until I, I retract, I have a din like a Shimer Sacher, right? Then it becomes a Vishosa. But in this case, you're telling me I got to get it back. How does that work? So Nasiva says the following Chiddush. And he says like this. If you look um, on the bottom there, 95, I'm looking in the second paragraph of the gray thing. Second paragraph for then. He says, with this he uses something to say a chiddush and halacha. Let's say I take someone, some, something from somebody. And I take it to a makamacher, to another place. And all of a sudden he says, uh, hello, you took my thing, get it back to me. I say, it's yours. It's yours, to come get it. No, you have to return it. Why do you have to return it? Why do you have to return it? You're called a mazik. When you remove something from someone's rishus to a place where he can't get it, you're called, you damaged him. It's a big chiddush. And he says, how do I know that's true? What was our case? Our case, the guy bought it, and he brought it somewhere else. Now, he wasn't trying to take the Meicher's chayfet somewhere else. He thought it was his chayfetz. When he got there, he found that a mum. He's retracting, and he's saying it belongs to the Meicher, which it does. And yet, says the Shulchan Aruch, you have to get it back there. Well, it was a mistake. It was a mistake. It's his thing. It's here now. Let him come and get it. No. Here's a mistake. And he's still obligated to get it back to him. So for sure, if you went and took someone's thing and moved it, you didn't get it. You didn't have kavana to steal it. If you steal something, there's a Kenyan Geneva. It becomes yours. And then you're right, you gotta go, you gotta go, you gotta chase him to wherever to get it back to him. I didn't mean to steal it. I just took his thing and took it somewhere else. For whatever reason. Right? And I say, come get it. No, not come get it. You get it back to me. You're a mazik. What was a mazik? You took my thing out of my control. That's called mazik. It's a very interesting halacha. Yeah? What? He's a he's 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 yeah. So, Freya, what ends up happening is right. that since he retracted and there was no sale, basically what he did is he took Ruven's Chayfetz to, to Medina Acheres. Yeah, Shazmai <laughs> didn't mean to do it. As it was a shaygig. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. The Nasivas learns from this to a case where you did it be amazing. 
But he says, because of Kal Shekain. But our case is a case of a Shaykh. Halacha Lamaisa. A Bachar packs up his deer in Eretz Yisrael to come home for Bein Hizmanim. And he gets home and he sees he has his friend's crocks and he has the deer mate's crocks in his suitcase. And the deer mate is in Eretz Yisrael. He's not coming back. Or the deer mate's in Lakewood. He also came home. Who is the Achrayis to pay for the shipping? I didn't mean to. It was a mistake. Got thrown in. Right? Lemaisa, you transported someone else's stuff somewhere. It's his, it's his over there, right? But Lemaisa, Lemaisa, the Nasivas calls him a mazik. It's a big Hiddish. Again, not everyone agrees to this Nasivas. Even, even though he didn't mean it, but Shaygik. Right. It was his, right? 100%. Yes. And that's why if he tells the worker, he's taking it to right when he tells him to right when he tell that's why when he tells him that I'm going there so then I'm not moving he knows I'm taking it there I'm not a mazik right again it, the, it works but it's a big chiddush so let's take a look it's a very it's a very tifa chiddush here let's look at page 98 page 98 is Rabbi Alman Meltzer in Evan Ha'azel in Evan Ha'azel if you look over there on the left side um He's going, the, the Parak design, Halacha Gimel, which he's going on, is our Rambam, which is our Shulchan Aruch. So he says like this on the left side. But Nira, he argues. The reason, the Iker Din, of returning the Mekach that has a Mum, is not that the Meicher has to give back the money. That's he, what he has to do. And then, wherever the Chayfetz is, he's got to go find it and bring it home. The way it works, says Rabbi Zalman, is that there is, the Meicher is not Mechuyiv to give back the money until he gets the Mekach. Why? The midin Shaymer. So he's arguing, number one, on the Nesivas who says that you're a Shaymer Sacher like an Eva Vaveda. This is the halacha of Chazaras HaMekach. Yeah. And he says, Even though the Pashup Shat logically is not like that, the Chavan to Mekach Tois. This is a mistake. If this is a mistaken sale, give me back my money and you go find your chayfits, wherever it is. This is a mekach tais. There's nothing here. There was no sale. So your thing's there. You got my money. Give me my money. You go figure out how to get it back. It says no. We saw this already. You buy something, Stam, it means you want to buy without a mum. In Allah, he says, We had this also in Shulchan Aruch. That what's called a mum, whatever is normal. The Bnei Amandina decides a normal mum. So now this whole thing is based on assumptions. It's all based on we assume people buy things without a mum. We assume what type of mum is enough to retract what the people decide. So, <coughs> so 
He says, why do you even have to give back a Mekach Tois? Why do you have to give back when you claim there's a moment there, I never meant to buy it? Why in Halacha you have to give it back? Because there's an assumption in Umdana that everybody agrees to that people want things without a mum. Okay, so this is not a real halacha mekach tois. It's in a umdana, meaning assumption is not the right word. It's an assumption that's an agreement, right, that this is what's been decided. So you want to know if the whole reason you're allowed to retract is because of an umdana? The umdana is also that if you're going to retract, you're responsible to get it back to me. That's all part of the unwritten assumptions in our deal. Just like it's an unspoken assumption that if it has a mum, I will give you back your money because it's a mekach tois. That same unwritten assumption says, get it back to me and I'll give you back your money. There's no assumption. I'm not giving, go, entering in this deal that if you want to back out because of the umdana, that I'm going to give you your money and then that's on me to find out where my chayfetz is. So that Rabbi Zalman is saying pshat here. So Rabbi Sazam is saying it's not because of a Shemr Sachar and it's not because of a Mazik like the Nesivas is saying. And Mimela, Mimela, you don't have the Nesivas' halacha that if I by mistake take somebody's crocs from Eretz Yisrael that it's my obligation to get them back to him. It's his thing. I, I made a mistake. Even if I took it, Chataf, what momentous obligation? That might be a nice thing, you know, but do I have a momentous obligation? You don't have a source for that, according to the, to, to, to the Evan Azal. The reason why you have to get it back to him is because that's the Umdana. Now you have to say somehow, according to Mr. Zalman, does he talk about it? Um, The, you have to figure out the case. Why is it different when I tell him I'm taking it Medina Acheres? Right? If the Umdana is that you got to return it, so now the question, I'm not sure. I don't see where he, he talks about it here, right? That, according to the Nesivas, it was very Gishmak because he didn't take it without Rishus. He knew it was going, right? Uh, circumstances made it. It's too bad on him. But according to the Rabbi Sezalman, you'll have to figure out why is there an Umdana in that case that just because I know you're taking the Medina Acheres, that in that case it's on me to, to, uh, to, to get it back. So that's a question, but this is an entirely different, um, this different way of looking at the entire thing. And this is why I'll be Chayev also in Geneva Vaveda. That's all part of the assumption. The assumption is I got to get it back, right? I got to get it back. And if I have to get it back, I'll be Chayev in Geneva Vaveda until that Pope. That's all part of the assumption of the Acheres. So that is a, a very gishmakish tickle to understand here. Now again, I want to point out, this is not so negea alochala Because most times returns that we make nowadays, I shouldn't say most times, many times are not a real mekach tois. Right? The return policies are not a mekach tois, just because I don't like it. It has to be there's something inherently wrong with it. Right? But for example, let's say Taka, someone bought a car from somebody, and, uh, you know, and they took it somewhere, they shipped it somewhere, whatever it is, and then it was total dud, it doesn't work. 
who has to get it back. But these aren't so, such common cases. The, again, a real Mekah case of finding a mum that is such a dud, you know, it, it could happen, it could happen, but it, it, it's not as common. Most, not, most, most times nowadays, returns are just because I don't want it, it doesn't work for me, and that's just a new transaction. So in that case, the shipping costs could be on the person returning it. It's his business, you give it back. If you get it back to me, I'll, that's called reselling it to me. That's really what's happening. When you return something, you're reselling it to the seller, right? So good, so you've got to resell it to me. Get it back to me and we'll make a, a resale, right? So that's, uh, that's a very important, um, very important halacha. Interesting, because I know that the orphan sellers, I've seen a bit, just based on the fact where the address of the seller is, right. and it goes on Saturdays, I can tell it's, it's a... Uh, from people. Yeah, but if, if you return something, maybe, I don't know, maybe, but many times, uh, if, if, if you sell, you know, the return, it's fine, and then they, they issue a return label. Right. But it's for the label, people, but for $10 for the label, so in a way... You mean when you, take it to, when you take it to ship, you mean? Well... Who do you pay? So when you want to return it, they will... Subtract it from your thing. Right, so... Yeah, sometimes they do it like that, right. They email you a uh, label that you have... But you're paying for that. Yeah. Oh, when you, oh, you want to print it, they charge you for it. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Ah, okay, right. But again, that's again. So if it was a real Mekah Tois, so then, if it's a real Mekah Tois, so in that case, you were my dear him that you're taking it to Cleveland because he shipped it to you the first time, right? So in that case, really... It's his achrayas to get it back. If it's a real mekach tois, it's his achrayas, yeah, you don't have to pay for it. He doesn't have to reimburse you what you paid for shipping originally, right? Unless he knew it had a mum, right? No, some of you. I order something, I pay for shipping, right? I pay for shipping. Now I want to return it. They don't return, they never refund your shipping things, right? But let's say it's a mekach tois and it's a Jew. He knows that I'm taking it, that it had to be shipped because he shipped it to me. So he's not mechuyiv to reimburse me for what I cause, what I pay to ship it because that's the height size. However, in, if it's a real mekach tais, it would really be his obligation to, to pay for shipping back. Now, a lot of times in a situation like that, the seller has any customer service, whatever, and it's a real mekach tais. That means not just I don't want it. The thing has a mum that's defective, right? Right, so uh, if you have any customer service, you'll pay for the shipping back, or you tell the guy to throw it out anyways. It's not even worth it. What are you going to do with it, right? right? In most cases. But anyways, but then you're right. It, it gets, you know, it gets. That's the halacha. Okay, we're going to stop here, Bez Hashem, and we will continue the next time.